Welcome up here the defending winner of the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach, Alexander Rossi. Welcome. Thanks. What's up with the lights? You're a star, man. No, but like, why? <laughs> it's a lot. You're, you are in the spotlight. Uh, let's, let's start talk, talk us through your, your morning session. You, you didn't run many laps this morning. Uh, why? But you're still in top five. Yeah, no, we uh, got a puncture pretty early on, so um, we only get so many allotments. This is annoying. Um, so many allotments per per year, and because the car seemed pretty quick, we didn't use one. Um, it's unfortunate. I mean, honestly, the track was absurdly dirty, so I don't really know what happened uh, in terms of some of the prep that went on um, yesterday, but uh, we walked the track, and then even this morning, it was pretty bad, but here nor there, uh, race car's fast. Ryan was, was P1, obviously, so um, you know I think we have a good good shot to continue the, the momentum this afternoon. You mentioned the track walk. I, I was out walking the track with some of you guys yesterday. I mean, you've been here a number of times. Other guys have been here a lot of years. It, essentially the same circuit. What kind of new things can you learn on the track walk from year to year? Well, um, they, they changed the curbs. I mean, we're dealing with city streets, right? So um, you, have, you have municipal kind of situations to manage. Um, and the curbs last year after the IMSA race were, were deteriorating quite a bit mm-hmm. in, in our race. So they changed those. So you want to see kind of how aggressive those are going to be. And then obviously with the temporary circuit, you're looking at the condition as well. Um, and you kind of guess your your start set up a little bit based on how low grip you, you assume it's going to be. Your season so far has been okay. You're, you're up there in the hunt for the championship, but I haven't gotten that podium finish yet. Uh, knocking on the door. I mean, do you feel good about the way things are going this season? Yeah, it's okay. I mean, I think fifth in St. Pete was um, really all we had. I think we were obviously on track for a pretty good result in Austin. And then, again, in, in Barber, I think we had a third-place car, but that yellow hurt us in the end, um, just allowing guys on the two-stopper to kind of make it. But uh, I think the, the general pace has been good. We haven't been really dominant any weekend so far. So we've kind of just been collecting points where we can. And, um, you know, obviously this is one that's circled on our calendar as one where we need to, to put it all together and get a lot of points. So uh, hopefully we can go out and do that over the next couple of days. Okay. Let's open it up for questions for Alex. We still have the handheld mic. Anyone? Let's come over here. And we'll go to Mark. How are you doing, Alex? Dave from Auburn Journal. Oh, wow. Thanks for making the trip. <laughs> Thanks. Um, obviously, since your rookie year, you broke out big with the Indy 500. Uh, last year, you finished second, if not because of a bad day at start at uh, Sonoma. Last year, you won this race. What do you got to do to step that, that, make that final step this year? What are you doing to get the P1 for the end of the year? And, and, and ride that momentum that you've had since you, since the get-go? Um, the big thing is, as I've said before, is really minimizing the, the bad days. Um, you know, last year, if we look at us compared to Scott, I mean, we were pretty much the same across the board, except the days where I had a 12th or 15th, he had a 5th or 9th. Um, so I think, like, a good example of that was Austin. We, we got burned by a yellow, and... We're starting pretty far back, far back on the, the last restart there, and we were able to get up to ninth. Um, it's kind of damage limitation some weekends. Uh, Barber, you know, we've never had a fast race car there, and um, you know, to 
get away with the top five kind of feels like a win a little bit. So it's, it's all about making the, the most out of the difficult weekends and then capitalizing on the weekends where you should be strong. So um, this weekend, certainly one of those where we need to make sure that, you know, we dot all our I's and cross our T's and make sure that we can capitalize on the races where we know we're going to have pretty strong performance. Oh, go ahead. Do you, do you have a follow-up? Okay, okay, I'm sorry. We'll go, I'm sorry, <laughs> make you run from side to side. Go over to Mark Cipollone here over in the front. Uh, two two questions, Alex. Uh, last year you won here from pole. How important is it to get that pole here at this track? That's the first question. It's very important. I mean, I, I think aside from Indianapolis and Pocono, I mean, I think pole is critical pretty much everywhere we go um, because it's there's a huge advantage that you have from running in clean air. Um, it allows you to make the tires go much farther. Um, you can kind of dictate your own strategy in terms of what you're doing by being able to set the pace. Uh, so it opens up just a lot of doors and opportunities. Um, so it's, it's, it's important. Is it critical here? No. Um, but it certainly makes your day quite a bit easier. Second question was, I believe the tires this weekend are the same compound as at St. Pete where you said you weren't real strong. Um, how do they compare? How does it, the compound this year compared to last year, and do you have any concern with that? Um, I don't know this weekend, because I didn't really do much driving this morning. Um, but our performance in St. Pete was not related to tires, so that was a separate issue that was resolved since then. And um, yeah, I mean, Firestone usually does a, a pretty good job with, with being consistent with it from year to year. I think you know, there's tires are the topic of the conversation after Barber last weekend, but I think that was an issue that was identified and um, we've been assured that's not going to happen again. So I think that, you know, we'll, we'll see this afternoon what the red tire does and, and how similar it is to last year, but I don't expect it to, to be much different. Back to Jenna, please. And then we'll go back to Bruce. Hey Alex, I think I, I think you said um, you've been collecting points through the first three races. Do you feel in any sense that you need um, to take the next step or a breakout or a jump start or anything like that? No, um, I'd like a trophy because I'm just annoyed that we haven't gotten one yet. Um, but no, I mean I think that we're very much in touch, and it's going to be it's a, it's a long season, and there's so many guys now. I mean that we can talk about and list off that are going to win races this year. So. Um, you're not going to win. You're not going to have guys win five races anymore, I don't think. So it's about the days you're not winning um, to be close enough and and always being in the conversation, right? You can't have weekends where, you know, you go missing and qualify 16th, 17th. I mean, you need to, to always be in the top six, seven, um, week in and week out. And I think if you can do that, then naturally it's just going to come. But, um, no, I don't think we're in, in a desperate situation by any point or stretch of the imagination. It's just more of a, I want a trophy now because nine other people have one. So. You're greedy. Back to Bruce. Alex, in the offseason, you said one of the things you learned from Scott Dixon is to finish the best that the car is capable of that day. Is this the start of your season pretty much an example of you co coherently doing that, following that type of um, game plan? Yeah, I guess. I mean, Austin was a situation that was out of our control. I think we were on for a pretty easy podium there, um, if not a win with the eventual problem that Will had. So um, I think that 
Barbara and St. Pete are probably an example of that. Yes, those two fifth places were kind of just managing the, the situation that we had and we didn't have a car to win, so there was no point in, in risking anything to, to try and you know, fight your way onto uh, a podium or fight for you know, one position, right? It's just about um, consolidating what you have on that day. So I, I don't know it's hugely different than what we've done last year because I haven't really been in a situation similar to last year quite yet, but um, for sure the, the lessons and, and the uh, mindset and mental approach that you know, we've, we've worked to, to better over the off season, I think that you know we're we're doing a good job of it so far. No complaints this year. Mark, um, Alex, you've been hurt I guess at least twice now with the yellow, the yellows closing the pits. I think last year at Portland, if I remember correctly, and then um, also at Coda. Um, as long as the pit entrance is not blocked, is IndyCar? Have you guys talked to IndyCar? They're going to definitely keep the pits open as long as the entrance to pit lane is not closed, or is that still kind of a, a gray area? Well, there's no rule defining what constitutes a full course yellow. I think Kyle um, has done a very good job of trying his best when the situation allows to not impact the race with the yellow. Coda, he didn't have a choice, so no problem with that whatsoever, and I, that's just the way, it, I mean, that's just the luck of the draw type of thing. Um, we're but if you go to Barber, I think he he did a good job. I mean, we had Graham that was stranded on the back straight that wasn't in a dangerous position. There's going to be questions over Max. Like, I don't know, that's 50-51, right? But um, at the end of the day, I think Kyle makes a conscious effort to not impact the race. But obviously, at the same time, safety still needs to be the number one priority and, and paramount, regardless of how annoying or frustrating it would be on, on that particular day. Um, so at the end of the day, Coda was 100% the right thing to do um, because regardless of whether or not it was a safety issue, cars couldn't get into the pit lane. So um, a yellow was coming there no matter what. Any further questions for Alex? Hi, Alex. Uh, J.C. Agajanian, I know you won the Indy 500 uh, driving the number 98 uh, Heard a curb Agajanian, and, and uh, we're so proud of that. You were the fourth number 98 to win the 500. And uh, we were talking about dirt track racing uh, being a good stepping stone to pavement, an Indy car. Okay. I wanted to ask you, have you done any, any dirt racing in your career much at all? Other than the Baja 1000 in a truck, no. It's not that's dirt, but <laughs> it's, it's dirt, yeah. You don't turn um, left all the time. Yes, so no I, is the answer. Uh -huh. um, I've talked to Connor about his kind of experience in the Chili Bowl. and You guys are roommates? Not anymore, thank oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. But, no, no, no. <laughs> we were, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, he's, he's loved it and encourages kind of all of us to, mm -hmm. to go do it. And he says it's a great thing. And, um, you know, fun. I know I'd go there and struggle because, I mean, those guys are, are badasses. I mean, they're very good at what they do. They and, do. That's true. Um, I think it's, is it Chris Bell? Yeah, Chris Bell, yeah. Yeah, I've gotten to know him a little bit. and He won I'm, Turkey Night, I I'm believe. Sure, I'm sure he could get into pretty much anything and go pretty quick. Kyle, Kyle Larson as well oh, of won course, Turkey yeah. Night. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Thank you. Anything else for Alex? All right, with that, we'll let you go, sir. Thanks, guys. Sailing may not be the last time we'll see you this weekend. Hope not. No. <laughs>